for joining me for today's episode of the Seatown Podcast, the podcast where I interview Seattle area business owners, entrepreneurs, and community personalities. This week's interview is with Denise Miller of Seattle Style Salon in West Seattle. Enjoy the interview. Well, Denise, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, um, Christian. Yeah. Would, would you mind telling our guests a little bit about you know, who you are and what you do? Okay, well, my name is Denise K. Miller, and I own a small business, and I work as a hairstylist in my business full-time. I started working in this business in the year 2000. I bought the business in 2001, and it started down on Delridge, actually, okay. from the woman that I bought it from, and that's kind of an interesting little story, but sure. when I moved it up here, I bought this little building and moved it in here in February of 2000 and nine okay what is kind of that that backstory sounds like you bought it at a different location then you moved it what's what's the backstory there? yeah well it's kind of interesting because i didn't know that this little salon called seattle style salon even existed mm -hmm. because it was hidden down on del ridge across the street from uptown espresso okay and um boy, i don't know how many well it was 2001 so it's been about 1999 i received in the mail uh free latte coupon from Uptown Espresso and I hung on to this coupon for a year and I got to go down and visit this place right and get this this latte why not right it's complimentary so I went down there finally after a year went in there and this lovely beautiful woman was standing in line ahead of me and uh, she left and it sounded like she was a hairdresser and so I asked the barista if she was and he said yeah she owns that little place right across the street and I looked over there, and there's this just cute little place called Seattle Style Salon. I was like, oh, okay. And I left and uh, didn't think about it again until four weeks later when I was fired from my job as a hairstylist in a local salon that I'd been at for about eight and a half years. Okay. So without that, I probably would not have um, had the courage to leave on my own because I was raising my daughter by myself. Sure. and. You know, I had benefits and all that kind of thing, and you kind of get hooked onto that little security. But I really wasn't going anywhere there at all, which is not always what my goal is. But anyway, so when that happened, I immediately thought of this little tiny salon. Mm -hmm. And I went down there and talked with the owner and um, ended up starting working there. And then okay. one year later, I, I purchased the business from her. Mm -hmm. Was that uh, ever your intent to be a business owner to own your own salon, or are you just kind of thinking, yeah, I'm going to keep cutting hair? Yeah, no, it's a good question. It really, it is part of who I am, is to have a business, for sure. Honestly, the, the last salon that I'd worked at, um, some of the business practices and their culture and their values really didn't match up with who I was. Sure. So, Honestly, it was a true gift that she let me go, sure. and yeah. Sure. Once so, you. It's all because of that little latte coupon that came in the mail one year before. You know, yeah. isn't that silly? That's that's pretty funny. What are the chances, right? Yeah, you mentioned the 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 last place you worked at the business culture, you know, and kind of the vision being different. Um, yeah. What what were some of those differences? How did you you know then implement what you wanted to see well, in your new business? When when you're in business, you obviously want to make a profit but when you're when you're uh, marketing in certain ways that you're trying to benefit from doing things for the community and you're marketing that I think that kind of bothered me a little bit um, it just seemed that if you're gonna do something if you're gonna give back you give back 
because you truly earnestly want to. Sounds silly, but this, there's Oprah, and she used to drive me crazy because she was always talking about all these things that she would do, and it seemed like it was always to grab attention for herself, and that's probably not fair for me to say, but at the same time, I think on the positive end of it, it really helps promote community helping community. And if we would all help our neighbors and do something, whether it's globally or whether it's locally, I think that's just an important part of being in a community and just sure. being alive. Sure. What would you say, um, as you know, sounds like, well, that's one of your, your core um, values, you know, and, and <clears throat> the culture you want to promulgate here. What, what are yeah. some of the things that, that you do or the salon does, you know, to be involved in the community and, and give back? <laughs> well, since I was just talking about that, it's probably something you want to do kind of behind the scenes and not in front of everybody. But um, as long as you act, I do have a couple ask. I do have a couple passions, and I do believe that the rest of the staff here has caught on to that same passion too. So it's important that our whole culture does want to be a part of it. Um, is that uh, globally we are just getting ready to um, start being a drop-off site for a 503c organization called Free the Girls. And what that is, is there's a lot of different organizations that are bringing women, men, and children out of sex slavery. However, what's happening is and that's a huge problem, by the way. And sure. yeah, anybody, we could talk about that a lot after that. But what happens is when the people are coming out of, out of this is that they don't have a way to earn money. And so this organization is creating um, <clears throat> ways that women in uh, third world countries, there's Mozambique, Uganda, and El Salvador that they're working in right now where they have organizations that are teaching these women to sell secondhand clothing, and it's all done through actually sending them down um, uh, secondhand and gently used bras. Okay. And the reason why they chose bras is because most women wear them, sure. and it's very light in weight to be able to ship down there. Therefore, they can make more money off of these items rather than shipping down jeans or t-shirts or things like that. So they're taught how to make a business and earn money on this so that they can make a living and um, support their children if sure. they've got them, rather than going back into the industry that they have been accustomed to and know. Yeah, that's very so. cool. How'd you get involved in that? Oh, I was, I was actually um, up on a trip in Alaska and I just saw a drop-off site in um, a business that I was at and I asked her about it and that's where I learned about it. So <clears throat> I just like the idea that these women are going to be able to earn money so and help support themselves. And then locally I really love Union Gospel Mission. I love what they do and helping the homeless in our area both men and women and so Every winter, the month of November, we collect warm clothes for the homeless and then take them down either to the men's shelter, down at the Union Gospel Mission, or to Hope Place, which is the women and the children's place. So. Sure. That's very cool. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what, what would you say you know, are some of your favorite things about what you do in your <clears throat> business? You know, what, what do you like best about running, running a hair salon? 
oh, that's such a, a big question. There's so many things. It sounds really, really strange, but I love to work. I think that um, working is good. I'm trying to remember this little saying that a woman named Dorothy Sayer said, and I'm just gonna try to paraphrase it right now, but more or less what she was saying is that we don't work to live, we live to work. And what is she, what she's saying is basically is that if we only work so that we can provide a living, what we're doing is pretty much just chasing money in a way. And um, that is very unsatisfying and we will never be completely satisfied by only working because we're trying to earn money. And anyways, there's a whole, um, whole lot of different feelings that we can develop sure. just by working because of that. So. I love to work, and um, she also talked about how we serve our work, and that really, when I, when I was reading about her and reading that, that really resonated with me a lot, because I absolutely, we love to just serve. I, I love to serve, and so that's another part of <clears throat> this answer is I love serving people. And so when I also look at the fact that I am serving my work, I'm giving to my work, it really makes a lot of sense to me, and it just gives me a lot of pleasure and joy. Um, what would you say would be some things that, that can make uh, your salon or the way you do business different than other, other salons in your industry? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. There's a lot of amazing salons. You know, we probably have, I'm guessing, probably 50 salons in West Seattle. I think it was about five years ago I was trying to do a little um, oh, count the salons in West Seattle. And I know at that time I had counted 47. They're probably still right about in that area right now. So there's a lot of salons out there. And I don't necessarily call them competition. I think there's plenty to go around. But, you know, there are certain things that make each of us stand out. And I think and I hope that and not that others probably don't do that but I think what is really important to me is and it might sound a little weird but I just loving our guests loving our clients I mean just serving them there we are back to the serving but just serving them really really well I can't tell you how many businesses I can walk into and I'm hardly greeted it's just like they can go to all these other salons in West Seattle and yet you walked into our door sure. and you want to give us the business which helps me pay my bills and that is important but it's quite an honor that they come in and that they keep coming back I'm just like wow sure. <laughs> it's awesome sure. do you get a feeling from your clients you know why they you know keep coming back to the kind of vocalize that as far as you know, why they choose you versus <laughs> well, the dozens of others that could and there's all different types of personalities and so of course people are going to choose salons for different reasons but I think that um, the thing that I hear a lot is that they love um, that we all work well together here they feel like we're, we're all really friendly I think there's three super important things in doing business and I've always always gone off this is serve your clients and love them really really well just Treat them the best that they can. After that, do a really uh, a great quality work. Let your, let your work shine and stand out. Mm -hmm. Do it well. And then after that, it's um, charge a fair price, a fair market price. 
And I think um, that if you do those three things, it's just pretty much magic. Yeah, well, it seems like you're, uh, you're plenty busy and the people I know that come here uh, rave about you and the work you do, so that's always a good sign. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Only by God's grace, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, then one last question that, uh, that I had, and maybe some of my uh, listeners will have as well, kind of some inside baseball as far as the salon business goes. How does it normally work with, obviously you own the salon, and then uh, other hairstylists rent chairs, so they don't, they're not officially employees, are they contractors, or how, how's that kind of work internally? Yeah, so there's three different ways that a salon runs. So you'll have an employee salon where um, the employees will receive an hourly wage and then maybe benefits. Or you have a commission salon, and that runs different ways, but basically they get a percent, the stylist gets a percent, and the owner gets a percent. And then I think probably the most popular way more and more these days um, is the chair rental, um, the more independent stylist that is in your business. So I have the business, and that is how I do my business, is I lease the chairs okay. to the stylist. And so they do have their own little individual businesses, but what's really, really important in saying that too is that... Um, we still all, I mean, when you bring somebody into your culture, into your business, no matter what business it is, you certainly want to make sure that they are in agreement with your values and your ideals and how you do business. Um, because we all represent and we're all under Seattle Style Salon. Sure. So it's really, really important that everybody captures that. Yeah and um, wants to represent that in the best way that they can and represent each other. Yes, they are independent, and that is, that is a balancing act that I am still trying to perfect. It, sure. is, it is hard because I want to honor and respect these people that want to be independent, but at the very same time, in a, a marketplace that anybody and everybody can go on and talk about your business on social media, yeah. whether it be good or bad, uh, we have to take this serious, sure. um, that we are representing each other all under the roof of Seattle Style Salon. And I've got amazing women here. Do we have any men working here right now? Totally open to it, just yeah. hasn't worked out. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. thanks for your time today, Denise. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming in and taking the time with me, Christian. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Seatown Podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me a review and rate my podcast. If you have any suggestions or feedback or would like to be a guest on my podcast, you can email me at christianharris at seatown.com or visit me at seatown.com, c-town.com. Until next week.